0: Have you ever noticed that podcasts are a little like sharks, when they stop swimming, they die, and they can both smell blood from a mile away. So in the spirit of keeping swimming, I'd like to introduce you to TOS+. Plus. Putting my business pants on for a second, TOS+, Plus is our new premium membership thingamajig. It's the all-access pass to a growing library of exclusive horror, sci-fi, and WTF audio fiction, along with access to the regular TOS Weekly Stories in higher quality, a week early, and ad-free. Once again, that's exclusive episodes, ad-free, a week early, and higher quality audio. You'll also get access to the brand new TOS Plus Vault, where you can grab our ebooks, comics, and desktop wallpapers, and all sorts of stuff. All of this is available today via our Patreon campaign, which includes juicy extras like Discord access, audiobooks, and merch, and if you're an Apple user, you can subscribe directly via the Apple Podcasts app. We're now in our eighth year of the podcast and we've got so many cool projects on the boil, none of which would be possible without the ongoing support of our listeners, specifically our premium subscribers, our super-powered patrons, and the many multi-dimensional voodoo priests air guitaring to the TOS intro jingle. For more, head over to theotherstories.net forward slash plus. Once again, that's theotherstories.net forward slash plus.
1: Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com.
0: These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories.
1: (laughs) Somewhere Far Beneath Written by Daniel Wilcox Narrated by Persephone Rose Duke had never seen anything so dark before in his life, never smelled anything so stale, never heard his heart beating so loudly in his chest that he feared he'd be giving away his position miles before he found them again, his lost crew. The boat still bobbed somewhere far above him, of that he was sure. A small vessel with enough room to contain the four scavengers who had sought to find the valuable remnants of the debris of the 747, which had crashed and sunk some 48 hours earlier, along with 300 passengers. Their initial hunts had turned up fruitless, despite the GPS trackers and sonar scanners which littered the boat's cockpits. Yet, well into their second afternoon of scouring the ocean floors, Pierce and Remy had found... something. "'Good news, I hope!' Duke had called out once their line had grown slack and the pair had emerged on the surface of the water. "'No sign of the plane,' Pierce called, wiping away his sodden locks from his mask and climbing back aboard." None at all, but there is something down there I think you'll want to see. They sat at the deck of the boat, with Keenan milling around somewhere down beneath the deck, no doubt preparing some food and fiddling with the instruments and gadgets. Pierce showed Duke the footage he'd caught on the camera screen. It's beautiful down there, Duke said as the images revealed schools of brightly colored fish, coral, and a couple of lazy turtles. You're telling me... But it was when we got a bit deeper that we found this. The footage scrubbed forward until the corals were gone and the water was dark. The thin beams of light from their head torches went on for what seemed like miles, just catching the edges of what easily could have been the start of underwater mountain ranges. They went deeper and deeper until... There. Is that... a tunnel? Remy grinned. Sure is. But wait, look what's swimming into it. Duke almost immediately dropped the camera. Is that? No, it can't be. Remy scooped the camera back up and held it in front of Duke's face. It is! Look! Sure enough, in the fading light of the divers' torches, they could just make out the silhouette of a creature swimming through the tunnel, a large fin behind her with human-like arms and flowing hair. That evening, the atmosphere on the boat changed entirely. After nearly two days of searching for the plane, there had been a slump in excitement for the scavengers. But all that had been erased. Keenan joined them topside at some point in the late afternoon, and Duke shared the news of Remy and Pierce's discovery. They had feasted well on dried, salty meats, drank deeply from faux goblets of wine and port, and found their beds tangled between each other on the open deck as the sun melted into the water, and the chill sea mist crept in. It was at some point in the early hours when Duke was awoken by strange noises. His head pounded, and at first he thought that perhaps he was still asleep, the drink clouding his dreams into a strange array of dark pictures. But then he heard Remy scream, and his blood ran cold. He sat up so fast his head spun, and just managed to make his eyes focus in time to help him believe that what he was seeing was real. On the deck were three figures, with black skin that glistened with moisture in the silver moonlight, eyes like lamp rays in the dark. They looked akin to men, but there was definitely something wrong with what Duke was seeing. In the hands of one, Remy kicked and struggled. The creature's grip was tight on her hair, and a second later, there was a loud splash as they drove off the edge of the boat and dragged the last remaining member of his crew with them. Duke ran to the edge, cursing, looking into the water and meeting only Black Sea. It had taken only a minute to throw on his wetsuit, grab an O2 tank, sheath his knife, and give chase. Now, Duke hesitated. The swim had been tough. With the sun gone, the water became more like an inky pool of shadows. He swam and swam, looking for landmarks which would be familiar, things he might have seen on the video footage earlier, for somehow he knew that was where the creatures had come from. Every stroke of the water filled him with dread, but sure enough, as if guided by some unknown force, he found the tunnel. It was deep It was long The edges were smooth But the surprising part was at the tunnel's end For as Duke began to think That he was never going to find its end He emerged through a small ring And found himself inside a cavern unbelievable he thought to himself removing his mask and lifting himself out of the water he shone his torch on the floor and saw the unmistakable trails of blood leading ahead into the blackness but of all the fears which lit inside his body it was definitely the smell that got him that strange mixture of salt and garbage rolled into one He could hear his every footstep as thunder in his ears as he followed the trail, knife in hand. A couple of times, his brain wandered to the possibility of what might happen if his torch died and he crawled along in the dark. Occasionally, the light's beam would catch a gem in the rock surface and he'd think maybe the eyes were already watching him, waiting. Then came laughter in the blackness, the echoes died, there was silence, then came a scream. Without hesitation, Duke sprinted forward, aware that all caution was thrown to the wind, unsure where his boldness and bravery had come from, aware that he could slip at any moment and one fall would be all it took to snap his neck and leave him as fodder for the creatures. Suddenly, without warning, Duke ran through a wide entrance and the walls disappeared. He stopped sharply, mouth dropping to the floor as he stared ahead in awe. The cave was enormous, the walls spanning further than he cared to see, the ceiling at least some 300 foot high, decorated in what appeared to be luminous mushrooms which cast an eerie light over the land. There were strange trees, many lakes, and over in the distance were small huts made of leaves and foliage. Dotted around the landscape, he could see creatures roaming strange cattle-like animals with skin that shone with scales and ears which draped to the floor gulls and seabirds fluttered near the ceiling top finding nest in the crevices of the rock cawing and cooing as they swooped duke had never known his eyes to open so wide immediately his mind began to race at the concept of what he'd just found what looked to be an entire ecosystem hidden beneath the ocean, a forgotten land. He thought of the value of it all, how much somebody might pay Duke and his crew to lead them to the lost caves where they can do their research or harvest their resources or whatever it is that the so-called experts do with their discoveries. But then another scream pulled him from his thoughts. Atop his little perch near the entrance, Duke could make out a small series of huts. There was a gathering of some sort over there. He could see the outlines of dozens of dark, scaly humanoids gathered around something. Though, that'd be the last he'd really see from afar. As he raised his hand to shield his eyes, he heard something move behind him. And the second he turned to look, he saw the creature what could easily have been called a merman, slithering along the floor with its weighty tail behind it. Only as the merman crossed into the realm, its tail began to morph and change into a sturdy set of legs. Spellbound, Duke stared. The creature grinned, revealing a set of tiny, razor-sharp teeth, swung the rock it held tight in its hand, and smacked Duke across the temple. A flooding of stars, waves upon an ocean breaking, blood thumping against his temple as the world fell foggy and dark. Duke could see them all in his head. Pierce, Keenan, Remy. A sunny beach and a chest of gold. Whales and dolphins bursting from the sea. Whiskey, rum, and wine. And there, somewhere in the distance... A sweet vision of... Duke! Oh, man! Wake the fuck up! The voice seemed to come from afar at first. Duke blinked stupidly, a heinous pain in the side of his head. He tried to lift his hand to feel for the lump and immediately realized his restriction. Leave him alone, you fucks! A strange sensation now. He could hear Remy's pleas, yet they came to him as if still in a dream. Somewhere, though, there was another noise that was... almost... soothing. Remy? Duke, come on, man, kick! Resist! Do something! As he opened his eyes, his head slumped forward, and that was enough to do it. In the instant Duke's body sprung alive, he was tied to some sort of post, arms strung out to the sides like some vision of Christ. But where one of his legs should have been... There were now three creatures gnawing and biting and sucking the blood. Miniature versions of the same creatures who took his crew. The creatures which littered this land. The creatures without a name. The creatures crunching and snapping his bones. And that noise, that oh-so-soothing noise he now realized was the children's slurps and suckles on his lifeblood. Duke kicked with his remaining leg, but the effort was futile. The concussion threatened to claim him. The angle was too awkward. The children did little to stop or slow down, yet somehow, despite what he was seeing, Duke couldn't feel the pain. He didn't scream as the blood poured and the tendons snapped. He didn't scream as the dozens of adults gathered in curious stasis. He didn't even scream as a fourth came to start on his other leg, watching his foot disappear in a crimson array of liquid and viscera down the toddler's throat. No. What did make Duke scream? As his thoughts and visions of gold and wonder threatened to remain hidden in the secret realm of the creatures, as dreams of finding the lost plane and the valuable debris vanished from conscious thought was the wicked grin that littered the faces of Pierce and Keenan as they watched from the shadows, eyes aflame, skin dark, and that devastating row of razor-sharp teeth waiting to pick clean the leftovers.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. Somewhere Far Beneath was written by Dan Wilcox, narrated by Persephone Rose, edited by Carl Hughes, and music by Ocean Jams and Tom Robson. Hey, you want a free book? Because we've been running this show for a year and a half now, and we are collecting the first year of stories into one hefty volume, and we're giving away a signed copy for free. This volume collects over 50 short stories and features a ton of classics, behind-the-scenes extras and some bonus stories you've not heard on a podcast before. To be able to a chance to win, head over to www.hawkandcleaver.com and sign up to the mailing list now. Until next time.